day one had to come through. All spiritual believe, people believe in another life. You have to. It teaches you that there is another life. So we can't leave our ancestors. That's home. It's like leaving family. Can't leave our family. Our family is too beautiful and too strong. So we don't want to leave them. We keep ourselves together. Feels good to be here yeah. Away from the glittering world No more fear There's pain in these songs I don't know if you hear it A tear for every word Hard to share my experience Try hard to be thankful When this anger gets a hold of me My healing hasn't happened The world keeps scolding me I need a little help in these times Man, I'm trying If I told you I wasn't scared in these moments I'd be lying It's hard being native Why is it we always suffer? Almost went extinct Can't even get running water And just the other week Another girl, she went missing Tried to tell the cops they busy putting I'm in a prison. Border town hatred, pouring drinks to get faded. My friends think I'm famous, lifestyles have me changing. I'm trying to find the sacred, I'm trying to find the sacred, I'm trying to find the sacred, I'm trying to find the sacred. Don't you know I'm drowning, I'm drowning for you. Middle of the dirt and concrete I grew. Uh huh, yeah. Look, maybe I simulated, cut my hair. Salute to the flag, pray a Christian's prayer Things will be easier if I just blend in Rubbing in the bleach so I'm not a red skin Bottle of whiskey, I'm a fucking stereotype Drinking all day and drinking all night You see the money we make, can't be an illusion Forced to fit an image, homie, that's prostitution So I sit back, relax, and just take my time Burn a little sage and just clear my mind Give thanks for the day and for the sunshine I reminisce my friends that aren't here anymore It's hard to find hope when someone's life's cut short Natani Okay, so that was Natani Means Drowning Um, It was released six months ago And I want to say miigwech to that man I know anything younger than 50 years old has right <laughs> in the music industry but i want to say miigwech to that brother for putting that out um i just heard it just recently and it and it struck me um so yes it struck me hard um there's a lot of ods going on in um in and around uh the village where i live or the um the town where i live and um I got word the other day that somebody who, an educated person, an educated person, um, you know, OD'd and uh, she was sleeping in the same bed as um, as her children. 
So the children must have found her OD'd, and it made me angry. And it made me angry. Um, you know, it's that I, I, you know, I put a lot of like I, I put a lot of pressure on myself that there's um <clears throat> that there's a what do you call it that there's that I switched, you know, that I switched up. I went from being, you know, um, on the street and on, you know, on drugs and, and doing bad stuff all together, um, you know, staying away from home and keeping out of my dad's eyes so that he didn't see the desmadre and the destruction that I was putting myself through, even though he knew. But um, and then I switched and, and I started going to school and I started getting clean and and it hasn't been an easy road, this getting clean. You know, it hasn't been. I struggle with it every day. And I know, I know now that I will struggle with it for the rest of my life, for the rest of my life. But relapse is not in recovery. Relapse is the addiction calling you back. It's that jealous lover. It's that trickster. It's that demon. Whatever you want to look at it, it's that jealous thing, man. It's that dark energy. It's that dark shadow that wants to keep you in the cold and feeling lonely and in despair like nobody cares. Remember that loneliness is the feeling that nobody cares. I care, so you best not feel lonely. Um, and I love you, so you best not feel unloved, you know. So anyways, this person, this young lady, you know, she had a master's degree in whatever type of education she had. And she worked at the local, um, at the local rehab, uh, at the local outpatient, um, I guess on and off and probably due to her, to her addiction. Who knows? I do not personally know this person, but I, I heard, I heard the talk about it. You know, I heard what happened to her and things of that sort. And it angered me. I did not feel sorry for her. I got mad because, you know, when people decide to go from being a part of that lifestyle to getting clean, to doing better, to, to getting straight and hating the drug that kept them down for so long, you know, we get called busters, we get called rats and snitches and who the fuck knows what else, you know, and we get hated on by, by the people who who used to help us stay high using buddies and things of that sort. And then they get mad that we have to cut them off so that for the betterment of ourself and they think it's personal, but that too is part of their addiction. You know what I mean? I would feel messed up. Oh, that fucking bitch. She thinks she's all good now that she ain't doing nothing and she don't even talk and la la la. But what we don't understand as addicts when we are in active addiction <clears throat> is that the addiction will make you hateful. And everything is about self, selfishness, the using, the getting, and using more, you know, all of that stuff. So this female, she, you know, she's young, still younger than me, at least about 10, 15 years younger than me, and um, living, you know, living her life. But... You know, like, um, it's like a crooked, like that crooked cop. It's like a crooked cop. It's like that, that, 
you know, they wear the, they wear a mask. Like she was wearing a mask and, and she ended up ODing. And then all of a sudden, there she is, you know, dead in the bed next to her own children. You know, how selfish is that? I was so mad um, that she could do something like that. And I didn't even know it. And it's like, you know what? Here I am. And here we are, other addicts, trying to get and stay clean, battling this demon that has put us in positions and places, um, has given us disease, disease of all kinds, man. You know, people catch AIDS. People get, you know, sexual diseases. Some of them are incurable. And some of them are. And uh, thank God for that. You know, you get hepatitis C, hepatitis A, B, C. There's all kinds of shit. And, um, you know, there's fucking MRSA. There's, um, you know, the, you know, and then depending on the drug that you use, that shit's going to eat you from the inside out. And here this person is, the pride and joy of a family, OD'd in the bed next to her people. And, um... And it's like, man, that type of shit pisses me off, you know? It's like, are you playing the goody-goody only to have the lowest of the lows keep your secrets? And then you know that they that they won't say nothing because that's how true they are to their game. That they ain't going to say nothing that, that they see you around the way they may talk amongst each other. But they ain't going to go out and be like, oh, so-and-so, man, she's such a fucking hypocrite. La, la, la. See, and me... I'm dealing with guilt because I feel like I switched. I went from being, you know, low and dirty to being fucking, um, you know, to being, to being clean and sober and straight and, and making it, you know, I'm no longer surviving for the sake of my addiction. You know, I'm actually indoors and, and I have, you know, um, a little bit of money and, and I'm doing good and my grades in school are good and I'm and I'm doing better for myself. And then there's things like that. You know, that's a wolf in sheep's clothing right there. Y'all ever hear that? That's a biblical term. And a wolf in sheep's clothing, man, you know, they, you know, uh, is that crying wolf you know hey man hey man look at me look at me psych i'm not really i'm just playing i'm really like this you know and so you know my heart goes out to her children who are gonna have to live with that you know who knows what kind of trauma it caused on them and um So, I don't know, you guys, it's, it's weird, it's fucked up, you know, and, um, man, that, that's disheartening, you know what I mean? It's like, no wonder why the fuck people act the way they do, man, they got hypocrites like that in the mix, you know what I mean? You got the, you got all of this shit, and it isn't anything new, it isn't anything new, man. Fuck, it isn't anything new. You know, half the time the rumor is is that the fucking government is the one pushing the drugs out into the people. You know what I mean? And that they're the biggest, uh, they're the biggest uh, cartel that there is in the world, you know? <clears throat> and, um, you know, that's all hearsay. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm, I'm not even the low man on the totem pole. You know, I'm the hormiga trying to make fucking... 
make her way for winter, you know what I mean? And so anyways, it's just like, it's, it's annoying and it's aggravating. And, um, and I guess I'm saying this more to myself because I don't know if there's anybody else out there that can relate to what I'm saying, but, um, you see the people who take advantage of the situation, you know what I mean? Shit, there's so much going on, so much um, corruption going on. Who's going to notice a little bit more? <clears throat> and if they do notice it, ain't nobody going to give a shit, right? Damn. And um, makes me wonder what exactly am I doing this for? You know, like when this is all said and done, my education and I, and I graduate with my little degree... And I get that talking paper that will tell the next person what I'm capable of doing and that I am uh, a good candidate for the position that they, that they offer. Um, you know, it makes me wonder, what am I going to do with it? Am I just going to, you know, work it to the very end and then go back to doing what I was doing because I've just ultimately thrown my hands up? Am I just staying clean for a time that so that I can fucking finish this school? You know what I mean? And just say, yeah, I did that. Fucking A, I did that. And then go back out and use and go be homeless and, and stop caring altogether about any fucking thing. In my life and outside of my life, you know, give up this little echo apartment and um, this little apartment that echoes as I talk, that's cold in the fucking wintertime and fucking hot in the summertime, you know, um, and am I gonna, um, what am I going to do with it? Am I going to be able to fill that position? Are they going to look at my credentials and find something in my background that is unsatisfactory to them and be like, well, you know what? Um, our policies don't allow us to hire ex-convicts. Um, we can't hire you because you are a drug felon. You know what I mean? And in the meantime, they have people like the deceased that I was just talking about shining them, you know, putting on all their makeup and wearing their best clothes and driving their pretty cars and showing up to work <clears throat> when uh, an hour and a half ago they were in the bathroom fixing. You know, and last night they were out running around after work or they were asking one of the clients, hey, one of the clients that they worked with, hey man, I need you to I need you to give so and so my number because I want what he got. You know? It's that type of corruption that fucking pisses people off. It's that type of corruption that it's that type of falsedad, that type of falsehood, man, that type of Vicente Fernandez used to call it la falsa sociedad, the false society, acting as if but never really being what they say they are, a wolf in sheep's clothing, just like the Bible says, that trickster, you know, that trickster, 
And then what what more was she doing? You know what I mean? Was she like, she knew everybody's secrets. She knew everybody's secrets. And especially if they trusted her, she knew everybody's secrets. So she took those to the grave with her. Well, at least she did that maybe. You know, maybe she was keeping them in her pocket so that when she decided or if she ever got busted, she would have something to fall back on and trade, you know, because it happens, man. It happens. You know, there's, there's, there's people out there who are part of law enforcement and date the local crackhead. You know what I mean? And the active local crackhead. You know what I mean? And and then that same crackhead will go and fucking show pictures of that of that officer out of uniform, her and him together, like, see? Jeez. You know what I mean? Crazy shit, man. I know it's it's never gonna end. This is something that's never gonna end. So I have to remind myself that I can do the best good where the best good is wanted and accepted and asked for. But I'm not gonna shove it down people's throats. Nor will I ever forget that I came from the gutter. I didn't act like I wasn't part of the gutter. You know what I mean? And no, I didn't come from the gutter. My my house, my dad's house wasn't a gutter. I wasn't born and raised on the street. I ended up there somehow. Uh in my in my younger years, you know. Was I born that way, perhaps? Was it a psychoanalytical uh issue? You know, was I trying to find myself, you know? Was I trying to was my was my superego trying to tell me that, that that was how I needed to behave because that was how I was going to survive? <sighs> and was my ID, was my id ego, um, was it looking for the primitive, for the primitive, um, the primitive needs? Was I looking to fulfill a primitive need at that point in time, you know? And now that I've come this far, and I look back at it, what the fuck was I doing there in the first place? That is not me. Like, I look at myself and, and no, you know what I mean? I'm such a gentle person. I'm an angry, gentle person. <laughs> but I am gentle nonetheless. And I am working on myself. And I have my traumas. And I have my issues. And I have my faults. And I'm learning to love myself with all of that and accept that that I do without you know and so here I am 20 minutes later talking to you about this stuff and I just want you guys to know man whoever is out there listening whoever is out there struggling with the the constant overdose of friends and family and the injustices that are served to us daily keep going you are worth the fight relapse is not part of recovery relapse is a part of addiction it is part of that darkness it is a part of that colonization that tells you it is okay to relapse because 
God will forgive you if you do. No, no, let's walk. Let's walk a little straighter. You know, I'm trying to do that too, man. And I'm trying to look at all forms of self, man. My physical, my mental, my emotional. Um, I'm trying to guard my tongue. I'm trying to guard my thoughts, man. My ears. I'm trying to block out the negative, that, 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 that negative warrior that wants to put me down and tell me, oh yeah, you thought you were a drug addict, but you weren't a very good drug addict, were you? Oh, you thought you were an alcoholic, but you weren't a very good alcoholic, were you? And now you think you're clean and sober, but you're still not clean and sober, are you? I'm 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 fighting that motherfucker right now, man. That negative warrior. Excuse me, Auntie. I don't mean to cuss. I'm fighting that negative warrior. And um I'm just wanting here to tell you guys, man, hey, keep your heads up, man. Keep your heads up, stay strong for each other, seek out the elders who have time in recovery, man. Read those books, read them out loud to each other, read them to your babies, man. Because babies just love to hear the sound of your voice. They need that, they need that together time. So when, when a baby comes up to you and sits with you, man, pick up that book and say, here, uncle needs to read, auntie needs to read, let's read this. I'm trying to learn something here, I don't know what it means. And that baby will sit there and listen. And if the baby doesn't want to listen, he'll get off your lap and he'll walk away. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I love you. Miigwech for listening. I'll talk to you later. Once again, on the mic, Natalie Means. Natani Means. Excuse me, not Natalie Means. I'm sorry. That's a whole other artist. I'm sorry. My bad. Natani Means. Drowning. Here go the rest of that song. Miigwech. Natani means miigwech. Not only for you, but for your dear friends, for your brothers. I know that you love them, and your your heart is with them, and it breaks every time. So I want you to know that I'm praying for you. I'm going to ask that everybody thinks this way as he journeys. He needs prayers because of the way he went. And when that happens, they need all the prayers that they can get so they can have peace. This is our job to do as human beings for one another. This is the way that we were taught. We are helping one another. It never ends. That's why we're taught to pray. Indigenous people are spiritual people. We, we know we are. We embrace it, and it never ends. Even when people cross over, that's when we really have to get strong. So I want you to know that, son. You just know that your father would say the same thing. It's a time to pull together and to pray hard. He was a gift in your life. That's what he was. He was a light. And let's help him. He can be happy. He can find peace. Okay, I love you, sunny boys. All my sunny boys. All you guys, I love you. Okay, we'll talk again, baby. All right, thanks, all. Love you. Love you, son. Hashtag time to grow. Tonight we're here in Durango, and we're really honored to have his presence on the MI3. Can we make some noise for my brother, Natani Means? <laughs> Can we have everybody come take my 10 steps forward up right here before we start?